As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey there, Fangirl Nation. You are listening to Fangirl Sports Network's Get My Job podcast on Believe. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and I am so excited today to be joined by former Fangirl and current Big Ten Network analyst, NBA 2K League reporter, and NCAA digital reporter, Autumn Johnson. Autumn talks about letting perfection go, learning to unplug, bringing her own swag and style to each position she's in, and so much more. This is a really fun and really inspiring episode, so let's get to it. Autumn, thank you so much for joining me today on Get My Job. I obviously know you well as our former Pacers fangirl and remember so well that day at Levi Stadium on the field talking to you and you were like, I'm the Pacers fangirl. Yes. And we had yet to meet in person. We had talked on the phone. We'd obviously I like know. done video, all these things, but we hadn't yet meet, met in person. And what was so funny about that day is I thought you said Patriots. And I was like, <laughs> you're not the Patriots fangirl. You're the Pacers fangirl. <laughs> but but uh, so funny, but I'm just so happy to talk to you today. And it's just been a joy to watch your career flourish and blossom. So welcome to get my job. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be on your podcast. This is awesome. Yes, it was so nice meeting you. When was that? Like two years ago, I want to say? It was 2019. It was the 2019 football season pre-pandemic. And it was, I want to say, a November, December football game. And it was, yeah, so funny. I mean, and it feels like that was not long ago, but it's now we're almost going years, which is crazy. (laughs) I'm very excited to talk to you today, though. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And let's jump in. We've given a little teaser as to one of the places you got your start here at Fangirl Sports Network. But if you could take our listeners through your professional journey, because it's been just like I said, so fun to watch. And I'd like everybody to hear about it. Thank you. Yes, it's been six years of this journey. And I've loved every single bit of it. Um, I like to say that I started my career in college because my friend, um, Jay Newton, he told me, you're not aspiring, you're doing, you're going out and doing all of these interviews, you're hustling, you're, you're grinding every single day. Like you are a journalist, you are a reporter. So I like to say that I started my sophomore year of college. Um, I felt empty without basketball. So it kind of all started my freshman year, technically, because I was a basketball manager trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Um, you know, I'll try to stay around the game as much as possible. I wanted to shadow the athletic trainer and 
quickly found out that that's not the route that I wanted to do. And I wasn't passionate about athletic training. Um, so my sophomore year, I went to this broadcast boot camp, um, and I listened to this lady named Rachel Barbo talk about how she gets to talk to, um, talk about sports for a living. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that sounds like a dream job. Like I want to do that. (laughs) So from there, I just constantly found anything and everything that would help me, you know, perfect my craft and get opportunities on the camera, whether that was, you know, camera or actually writing. So Mm -hmm. I started with ESPN plus my sophomore year of college. I was the women's basketball reporter for Kennesaw state. So I was able to get live hits early and they were not perfect whatsoever. I have put all of those videos on private on YouTube. (laughs) It like scares me just watching them, but you know, growth, we love it. Um, and then replay TV came shortly after because, you know, I wanted to do more opportunities outside of Kennesaw State. I wanted to tap into what the city of Atlanta had to offer. So I would go to any and every single um, Atlanta sport game, like the Atlanta Dream, the Hawks, uh, Falcons, Atlanta United, whatever the case might have been. I was constantly doing that throughout college. And while I was at these events, I was constantly networking. Um, I met a guy that worked for Swish Appeal that gave me opportunities to write about women's college basketball. One of my first games was UConn versus South Carolina, which is an incredible, iconic game in the women's game and a great rivalry that I got to, you know, be a part of. And, you know, it just sparked my hunger for more. Um, And within Turner Sports, I had an internship there. I wanted to stay in the building and, you know, I was a production runner, nothing technically that was on camera. I just wanted to be in the building and continuously network and, you know, try to see who I could pass my resume to while I was in there. So all of that to be said in college, I thought, you know, everything was going smooth. I was, you know, good to go. I graduated thinking this was going to be a smooth transition and I ended up jobless for like eight months. I was living with my aunt to stay in the city of Atlanta. And that was one of the toughest times in my life, I would say, because I just felt down on myself. I felt like, you know, I, I did all of this for no reason. And you know, that, that's, that was kind of not thinking about it. I was just tough on me and I shouldn't have done that because not everything's going to happen right away. Like this, mm-hmm career that we're in is it it takes time and it's a grind, but I was constantly freelancing. I was a a Pacers fan girl, as you mentioned. So that Mm -hmm. definitely helped me with my social media skills. So shout out to you, Tracy. Like I appreciate you so much during that time. That was an incredible opportunity and I love basketball too. So Mm -hmm. tapping into the NBA space and meeting other fan girls and connecting with them, that was very special. Um, and then I finally moved back home to WJBF where I was a hardcore news reporter, something I wasn't truly passionate in. I wanted to do sports and I knew that. So I made that known and they allowed me to do like Friday night lights, mm-hmm. um, film football, cut highlights, everything. And it, it helped me with my skills, storytelling and everything around the sun. So I was very thankful for that. And then I got a call from the NBA 2K League asking like, hey, would you like to fill in as a reporter? I know you're at WJBF, but we would love to have you come in a few times. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know how to report on a video game, but I'm going to figure it out because that I couldn't pass that up. So I was constantly like going to New York doing that and it turned into more. I was offered a full time reporter role quickly after and I quit WJBF. COVID hit. 
I was jobless once again. Um, and I was constantly reaching out to, you know, just different people. And that's when NCAA, NCAA hired me as their women's college beat reporter during the pandemic, uh, because remote opportunities were start starting to open up. So I was very mm-hmm. thankful for that. Um, 2K actually brought me on to work some remote positions um, throughout the throughout COVID because esports was still a thing since, you know, sports was sh- shut down. You could still play from home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a promotion as a host. And from there, I was juggling both NCAA and NBA 2K League. And then I joined Big Ten Network shortly after they saw my work on NCAA. So right now I have three jobs. I know it's not the prettiest journey to get to that point, but I am very thankful for all of that. And I'm just excited for what else is in store for me. Well, it's it's so funny because whenever, really, I think every time on this pod, especially in the journalist uh, media space, reporter space, when someone goes through their journey, they feel like it's not, it's not the most, you know, the, from A to B, it's not the prettiest journey, but that's the journey. And so I love to hear everybody talk about it. It's so important for our listeners because this business, there really isn't a journey. I don't think that's just, here's what happened. And then I just woke up one day and got the call and off I went. And I think it's really important for everybody to know that because I think everyone does feel like, their journey isn't the most linear, but I don't really think that anyone's is. And I want to go back to a couple things that you said when you mm-hmm. were telling us about how you got to where you are. One of them, of course, being when you were living with your aunt and, and you felt like you were really down on yourself and that was a hard yes. time. And then the pandemic hit and then once again, jobless. And, and that was really difficult. And I would just love for you to talk about kind of how you got through those times and what you did to kind of keep yourself sharp and fresh. Mm-hmm. And even though it was hard, because of course you were down on yourself. And yeah. I'm sure, like you said, looking back on it, you're thinking, I should not have felt that way. But that's yeah. easy, easier now than it is in the moment. So I'd love for you to share ways that you were kind of able to get through that and still keep yourself kind of sharp and fresh, for lack of better terms. My support system, uh, my mom, my aunt, they were very very, very helpful during that time, just continuously instilling confidence back in me. Like, Hey, it's okay. Like you're young, relax. Like you (laughs) just graduated from college. You're not supposed to have life figured out right now. I had incredible mentors that were telling me the same exact thing. And I had to really take a step back and realize that, you know, it's going to work out. Like it hasn't even been a full year yet just move back home, like try to, you know, keep an open mind about different opportunities uh, and go to a local news station to help you with just that. Like I was very thankful for all of the no's that I got because it directed me to my perfect yes every single time. Like I always question like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Or why didn't this happen? And, you know, looking back, it's like, oh, okay, well, that's why this didn't work out. Okay. Well, that's why I have to wait. That's why I had to wait so much, um, during this time because it, it, you know, it helped me with my patience. It helped me understand that, you know, not everything's going to click right away. It was actually holding you during a time that you needed to perfect this because, you know, if you get something so quickly, you don't want to lose it right away. So I, I just had to, you know, remain, 
remained confident that the work I was putting in, like it was going to have a way to, to come into fruition that it it was going to be okay. So I had to relax. I had to learn how to breathe. And I think my support system truly helped me with that. And just the way I kind of kept sharp, like, you know, doing things that weren't technically on camera. Like I would just take my iPhone and go to different games, set up a tripod, record myself, practice in the mirror, um, just do anything. Uh, even during COVID, I'd set up my own um, IG Live called In Season with Autumn. And I was just asking anyone and everyone, any athlete, any broadcaster, like, hey, can you come on my show so we can do like an interview, da, 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 and catch up. And that was helping my interviewing skills. So mm-hmm. Just staying, just staying optimistic and um, confident and a strong support system was truly what helped me out. And I love what you just said about setting up your iPhone at a game. And, and you talked earlier about the YouTubes that you now have set onto private. But the fact <laughs> that you would go to a game, set up a tripod, yeah. that you did the Instagram live, I just can't stress enough, and I'm sure you will feel the same, <laughs> to our listeners how important it is to do those things, to get those reps, to practice. It's really hard. And I struggle with this too. It's not always fun watching yourself on camera. It's not always fun for me to go back and listen to myself on podcasts because it's it's yeah. just, we are all have our moments of like, oh, I could have done that better. We're of <laughs> course always the hardest on ourselves, but it's so, so important. And I will give a personal example, even recently, and I've been doing this for a while, I went back and listened to an episode of the Tracy Sandler show, which is my other podcast. And I was shocked by the amount of times I said, um, Mm. and I've been doing this a while. I've been hosting (laughs) podcasts for years and it was surprising to me, but so important because now it's in my head. I'm certainly not perfect. I certainly say it, but now it's in my head to try not to say, um, and those things are so important. So I love that you just shared how much you did that. Yes, I still struggle with things. I am not perfect. That's actually one thing that I'm still working on and I'm trying to understand that I'm not perfect. So yeah, listening back to your stuff, watching your stuff back is super important. Like we are our worst critics, but at the end of the day, that's going to help you be better and do better. 100%. That is just so true. So switching gears a little bit, but not entirely, what Mm -hmm. tips do you kind of have for our viewers on building relationships in the industry? And I mean this in a few different ways. You talked about, obviously you were working at the news station and then you got the call from NBA 2K and then that led to the next thing into the next thing into the next thing. Mm -hmm. And also now you're a host and you're a reporter. And so you build relationships with players, with athletes, with sources So kind of how have you navigated that world and what tips would you have for our viewers? Yeah, it depends on the person. So for like a mentor or someone like you want to work closely with, I would say just create, that's for anyone actually, create genuine relationships. Mm -hmm. Don't just reach out when you need something. You know, I always... You, you can find yourself always asking someone for something like, can you do this for me? Can you help me get this job? Can you, can you, can you, instead of like, how can I help you or mm-hmm. what value can I add? Or, you know, some of the best mentors that I've been able to get is, you know, me wanting to be around them. Like, Hey, can I help you out with this? Or, Hey, if there's anything you need, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's anything I can help you out with, just let me know. And, 
just keeping in touch too. People are busy, like family and friends. We all know how tough it is to constantly keep in connection and, and talk with them because of the schedules we keep on our personal basis. But, you know, reach out and say, you know, congrats or, hey, I'm thinking of you. Hope all is well. As far as athletes, just trying to be genuine and go up to them and make them feel comfortable. Um, not like I'm trying to like, you know, maliciously get something out of them or feel like they can't trust me. I want them to feel like they can open up to me and they can be comfortable and I'm a trustworthy source that's going to tell their story correctly and portray them as the person, you know, they want to be portrayed as. So it just goes with being a genuine person, being authentically mm-hmm. yourself, um, being making them feel comfortable more than anything and not just jumping right in and, you know, asking them questions right away. Like, you know, ask them about themselves and just kind of have a casual conversation or like, oh, hey, I saw this. Da, da, da. But, yeah, I, I would just say just talk to them as humans. Like at mm-hmm. the end of the day, everyone we're, we're all people. So we all connect in different ways. But I just find being myself has helped me out throughout all the relationships that I have now. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including NBA Summer League, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online, where the game starts. And I think that's a, another thing I want to talk about and, and being authentically you is something that's become, we talk about a lot in the world. It's become a little bit of a, a buzz phrase. I don't know if that's a thing, a buzz phrase, I know there are buzzwords, <laughs> but it's so true and so important because you can't be someone else. And, and we talk about a lot, you know, I want to be the next so-and-so. You can't yes. be the next so-and-so. You have to be you. And I know it sounds cliche, but a lot of cliches exist for a reason. And mm-hmm. that's one of them. And so I'd love to switch gears a little bit. And you talked about your time as Pacers fangirl and how, how, how much that helped you with social media and learning social media and being able to build that skill. But mm-hmm. social media can also be tough because you do want to be authentically you. And it's hard sometimes. We see what other people are doing and it's hard yes. not to feel like, oh, I should be here or having the FOMO or whatever it might be. So if you could talk a little bit just about how you've navigated that world and you know what you do to kind of keep yourself sane, for lack of a better term. Yeah, social media is tough. I mean, it's one of the biggest things we can go to and constantly compare ourselves, whether that's how we look, um, what people are doing, uh, the journey. Like we, we don't see the downfall, we always see the highlights. You know, Mm -hmm. I I don't post whenever I'm having a bad day. I post, oh, hey, I just got done doing this and it was fun. Like, you know, people don't see your true story. So I've learned how to step away sometimes. I mean, I know social media is, at the end of the day, it's my job. um, But you have to learn how to unplug sometimes and also realize that, like, people's blessings are their blessings. You're going to have your own blessings. They're going to have their own blessings. Like it's not, it's, you have to stay in your own lane and not worry about what everyone else has going for themselves, because that's just going to hinder your growth. And that's going to block, um, 
you know, the vision that you have for yourself when you're constantly worrying about what someone else is doing. And I found myself doing that very early, like, uh, like while I'm sitting here jobless, like, you know, how, how's this person like, you know, like just continuously grow? How can I do that? Like, you know, she's 20, she's the same age as me. Like, what am I doing wrong? And you're not doing anything wrong. Like people are going to get to their, their point A to B differently than you. You might have a, A, B, C, D, E, F, G to get to that point, but it's just different. Um, but social media, you just have to understand that it's highlights and you don't know what that person went through to get there and the, the late night grind that they had to sacrifice or, you know, everything they missed out on. So I just try to understand that, you know, everyone's story is different and I am going to be blessed in the way that, you know, I will be. And my story is my story. The next person's story is their story. And I'm going to get to my goal regardless. And it's the work that I put in and that's it. And I like that you said that about highlights. I remember a few years ago, I was going through a bit of a tough time, nothing too terribly serious, but a bit of a tough time. And Uh, One of my best friends ran into a mutual friend of ours and she said, oh my God, Tracy looks like she's doing amazing from Mm -hmm. her social media. I mean, she just, she seems so happy and this, and it was not, there was nothing devastating going on. It was just a little bit of a rough patch and Mm -hmm. it just, I see it with other people where I see it on their social media, but their close friends or, or someone I know. So, and I know what's really going on, you know, and you never want that, but you do know what's really going on. And that really drove it home to me that that's true of all of us because yeah, to the outside world, everything looked amazing and it was fine, but it wasn't amazing. And now it's much better. Like I said, it wasn't anything terribly serious, but it was a rough patch and it is a good reminder. And I've tried to be a little bit more, you know, with when certain things aren't great, like, being a little bit more true in social media in that way. Not that I'm not true, but you know, but being honest, like, you know what, today was a really rough day or it's been a really rough few weeks and I, I'm just really thankful for my friends or whatever, but it's, it's hard and it is the highlights and that's what Mm -hmm. everyone wants to see. (laughs) We go to it for the highlights. So (laughs) that's something to keep in mind as well. But I think it's important for all of us to remember the things we're going through, other people are going through too. So when you're looking at someone's page and think, oh, with them, it all seems so perfect. Remember what, we're, there's a shared experience in the world and we all have it. And that's mm-hmm. important to remember. Yes, absolutely. And I like the idea of not comparing. And there's that phrase, comparison is the thief of joy. And you're right. Yes. One person's path may be A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Another person may be A to D. But what we see isn't always the case. And it kind of goes mm-hmm. back to what I was saying in the beginning. When people talk about their journeys to where they got to, you realize the more you listen, everybody's gone through stuff. And it, it, this is a hard business. This is a hard yeah. job. And you said something earlier that I think is really important too. You don't want to get something too soon before mm-hmm. you're ready and that have it taken away. And I think that's true of so many things in life. And especially in this business, because if you get thrown to the wolves, so to speak, mm-hmm. and you don't perform, you could lose it really fast. And it's kind of yeah. hard to get it back in that way. Absolutely. I that's just why you go through certain things. You need the basic skills. Um, you need the reps in order to just go seamlessly through when you get to that top position, that ESPN job, that Turner sports job, that national network opportunity, 
you just crush it. You can go in and just body it every single time. And that's the point where I want to get to. Like, I don't want to feel like, you know, oh, I'm not ready or afraid to step in the room and, you know, mess up something. I want to come in confident and know like, hey, I've done this a thousand times. You know, this is just another broadcast. Let me go in and crush it and do what I do. But that takes time. That takes practice. And even if you have a natural ability at it, um, you you still need to perfect your craft in, in a professional way, in a way that you know, it could be portrayed nationally to on a national broadcast, but it, it just takes time. It takes time. And there's certain things that you have to go through. There's certain mistakes that you have to make in order to, um, you know, get to that level. 100%. And the reality is even when you get to that level, we all make mistakes yeah, <laughs> and you're going to make mistakes. So you want to be in as good a position as, as you can be. Yes. So, Switching gears a little bit, or actually kind of a little bit along those same lines, when you were first starting out, what was the criticism that you had that was difficult to take, but was really helpful in the long run? Yeah. Um, stop trying to be so perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good life oh, advice. Oh, yeah. Still trying to work on that. But, you know, with that, that came in so many different ways. Like, I wouldn't want to mess up. And like I keep saying, we're human. That's what we're going to do. Even a natural conversation, we're going to stumble. Um, but I was so afraid. And, you know, once those lights come on, it's different. And I wanted everything to be perfect. I'm like, okay, I did all this research. I found out this and that, and I want to bring up this point and that point. And Ooh, I want to sound like this to the point where I was like, trying to memorize everything. And now I sound robotic. Now you don't see Autumn Johnson. You just see a robot on the screen. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I sounded like because I was trying to be so perfect. And I wanted the words to come out the way I practiced them. And actually, when I joined the NBA 2K League, my boss told me like, we just want to see Autumn the person. Like we know Autumn is a reporter, but who is Autumn as a as a person, like, like, let, let's get to know her. And I'm like, Ooh, okay, well, let me, let me go for it. And he's like, you don't have to be perfect. Like, I know, um, you are a perfectionist, but it's okay. Like, just have fun. Just relax. Mm-hmm. Like we're reporting on a video game. Like we're having fun. You're wearing sneakers. You're chilling with your friends. Like just have fun. So I really keep that conversation with me to till this day. Like, just have fun. Stop being so perfect. Just go for it. You only live once. So who cares if you stumble? Who cares if you mess up? Who cares? Just keep going. And, you know, you're just going to get better from here. But I have to constantly tell myself that not everyone is perfect and I don't have to be flawless every single time. Well, the reality is no one is perfect. Exactly. No one will be flawless every time. And the thing, too, in our business is we are talking about sports, and sports are fun. Yes. And it is it is a business, and it is something that you have to work hard at and work at your craft, and you want to be the best you, you can be. But in mm-hmm. that, you should be having fun because, like he said, you're talking about a video game. You're talking about basketball. I'm talking mm-hmm. about football. These things are fun. Yeah. And if we look at it that way, I think it can help relax us a little bit more. Absolutely. And even with 2K, that's helped me with other jobs like NCAA and Big Ten. Like I have to remember that, hey, my 
<laughs> I get to go watch a game for a living. Mm-hmm. I get to talk about basketball for a living. I get to talk to these athletes and talk about their stories. Like, and and everyone is so cool. Like everyone's so open and, you know, just have fun with it. Like there's so, there's not many of these jobs and they're hard to come across. And if you're in that room, own it, own it every mm-hmm. single time, be you because no one else can do you like you. So go in there and crush it every single time. And that's try. That's what I try to always say to myself and instill in myself every single time that if you're in this room, go dominate it. I love that. Is there a misstep that you see women making when trying to break into the sports entertainment industry? Absolutely. Um, I would say really just trying to be someone else, mm-hmm. I would say, um, not being authentically themselves. And I am victim to this. You know, always, we talked about it earlier, trying to copy a, a style of another reporter. Oh, I want to be like, you know, this person or that person when that person is them. Like mm-hmm. a Carrie Champion is Carrie Champion. She is you know, doing, she's being herself. So I can't copy the style of Carrie Champion. I can aspire to be like her, but I have to be inspired by her worth ethic, not mm-hmm. technically, you know, her style and her her swag that she brings. I have to bring Autumn swag and style, and I have to bring my style on the camera because I can't I can't be someone else on camera. It's just not going to work. So I found myself earlier too, like doing the reporter voice. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know you know what I'm talking about. Like that. I do. It's like, Autumn, you don't even talk like that. Just talk like yourself. Like, I don't know. I, I found myself doing that early and it didn't seem comfortable. I was trying to sound like this person and that person when I just had to take a step back and just be myself. Um, and then also having the just being the fear of being myself on camera, whether like right now I'm wearing my hair in braids. It took a long time for me to get to that point because I'm like, oh, my hair has to be straight or, oh, I have to look a certain way to be on camera. When that's not true, you should just be yourself on camera. I wear braids during the summer because it's hot outside and (laughs) it's easy to get my hair, um, manage my hair in braids and it's a protective style. And that's something you shouldn't have to conform if you want to be on camera. Like if I am doing my job, I want to be comfortable. I want to be who I am on camera and that's it. Um, So I think that's mainly the misstep that I see is like we are constantly looking at others to emulate when we should just be ourselves. I like that. And that's really important. It's kind of the theme of this episode. And it's it's really important. Mm -hmm. Have you seen opportunities grow and change for women in the sports industry since you began? And I know you're still relatively new to it, but I think even in the last few years, how have you Mm -hmm. seen those opportunities change and how do you think we can still improve? Yeah. I mean, honestly, just when I first came into the space, I didn't see many women that looked like me Mm -hmm. um, in this role. And it kind of deterred me away from it just a bit. Like, I don't know if I can I can go for it or if there was space or room for me. Like, how can I make this possible if I'm not seeing it as much? Like, how tough is it going to be? And now you see, you know, women of color, black women, like they're in so many of these, you know, higher positions that I aspire to be in one day. And they're, they're 
crushing it every single day. And it, it's inspiring to me. Like we just saw on the NBA draft, three black women, Shanae Gumake, Monica McNutt, Malika Andrews, take on that. And that's something I didn't see coming in in 2016 that, okay, like there was a, a full woman, a black woman broadcast you know, on one of the highest stages, like that was very important for me to see and representation matters so much. And then another thing I'm seeing is women are taking on more analyst roles. Like Mm -hmm. they're breaking down the game. Like, Hey, like, yes, I can storytell, but I can also break down this X and O's. Like I can tell you what happened here and why it happened here, whether it's football, basketball, um, baseball, whatever the case might be, like I am knowledgeable of this game. I have an IQ just as my male counterpart does as well. And we're, we're unapologetically showing that. And I think where we can change is I'm always seeing like, oh, the, the first woman to do this. Oh, she's the first woman to do that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, really? How's mm-hmm. how how that possible? Still doing first? <laughs> yeah. Like what? Like Malika Andrews was the first to host the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. We are in 2022 and we're just now having that as a first and we're constantly seeing the first. I want, I, I want it to not be that way. So I think there's still more room to grow. We are seeing more women, but there's constantly a, still a first. So I, I just can't wait until there's a second and third and fourth and we just keep growing from there. And when it's just, Malika Andrews is hosting the NBA draft. It's not the first woman that, you know, like everything, it'll, what it just is. Well, when we get there, I mean, so cool. All these firsts, it's amazing. But I think the goal is to get to a place where it just is. Yes. That would be awesome. Absolutely. Can you take us through a day in the life of Autumn Johnson? Absolutely. Yeah. So there's two days. There's <laughs> work mode and there's chill mode. So work, <laughs> mode, work mode is today. So today um, I usually wake up and well, I'm out of town right now, but on a normal day, I would take out my new puppy that I have and make sure he's good to go play with him a bit, go work out, make breakfast, um, go throughout my morning routine, skincare, taking some time to myself. Um, and making sure I'm prioritizing myself and my well-being. And then I start jumping into prep. So uh, I usually like prep for my shows um, beforehand. I take a step away to like relax a bit, get my apartment straight, make sure my my area and everything is is, is peaceful because I like for my area to be clean. It helps me think. It helps me move nicely. So Um, I usually like run errands and I work at night. So usually my day doesn't start until like 4 p.m. I have my tech check and then 6 p.m. rehearsal, 7 p.m. showtime. So yeah, for the 2K League, it's like that. But if I'm working NCAA or Big Ten Network, um, it does include a lot of travel. I'm going to different um, basketball games. Uh, Sometimes I do remote coverage. But I'm very thankful to work from home as well because, you know, it's, it's nice to be in your own space and get work done. And I'm able to be a little bit more flexible and work out, um, get some errands done, whatever the case might be right after. And on ch- like a chill mode type of day, 
I usually try to sleep in just a little bit more, make some Mm -hmm. breakfast. Sometimes I'll work out. It depends. Hang out with friends and, you know, just just try to do things I love because you have to cherish your off days. We don't get many in the sports world. So when Mm -hmm. you can, like I, I like to take a step back, not open my laptop and just do what I love to do. So it it depends on what the day is, but those are usually my two different days that I get to do. It's so funny in the off season, especially right after whenever the 49ers last game is those first few Sundays, I wake up in kind of a panic. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be somewhere. (laughs) I go, Oh no, no, I'm not. This is, I don't know. I don't have to. And we don't really get, obviously there's an off season from games. We don't get that much of an off season. Right. To be honest, but we're in in our most off season of off seasons right now. It's that break between mini camp and training camp. But it is funny on those Sundays. I <laughs> I just wake up and like I'm supposed to be somewhere. Why am I not there? And then like You're oh, so okay, used I'm, to it. Right. I'm so used to it. It takes a while. It really does. It takes it really takes a while. And I I cherish those Sundays in the off season. I, I love. love Sunday's in season, but it's nice to have those. Like you yeah. said, we don't get a lot of off days in sports. So I, I feel uh, it. I already know. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely do. Uh, well, this has been awesome, Autumn. I've loved talking to you. I can't let you go, of course, until we do five fun facts, which is something you, okay. I know, were super familiar with from your time yes. as the Pacers fan girl. But on this podcast, we do it a little bit differently, where okay. I ask everybody the same five questions every week, and then we get such different and fun answers. So without okay. further ado, five Ready? fun facts with Autumn Johnson. Autumn, what is your favorite moment in sports? Ooh, it has to be when Candace Parker won a championship in her hometown and she brought the Chicago Sky their first title in franchise history. Um, I believe she had about 16 points that game, but just seeing how she dominated that entire season in front of like her family and friends where it all started. That was special to see and how emotional she was and sharing that moment with her daughter. Like I loved every single bit of it. It made me tear up a bit, but I love Candace. So that was, that was a great moment. What is your life motto? Life motto. Um, get 1% better every single day. I like that. I like that a lot. What is your go-to workout? You talked about your morning workouts. What is your go-to workout? Go-to workout is mainly like either a jog or a run. I used to run cross country, surprisingly. (laughs) Can't do that anymore. But (laughs) uh, whenever I can, I like to like run outside and, you know, enjoy nature. Go-to coffee order? Vanilla ice latte with a shot of espresso. Yeah, that sounds delicious. <laughs> and a book every woman should read. Girls, stop apologizing. Oh, it's book. also good life advice. Yes. I'm sorry, say that again. Still need to work on that, but great book. <laughs> great book. That sounds like a great book. And I think it is. Yeah. And it is amazing how often as women we say, so I've, I'm trying to work on that as well to not say sorry for yes. things that really there there's a reason to be sorry for, but it's, it's difficult I think for all of us, but, but women, especially well, Autumn, thank you so much. This was awesome. Please. Where can everybody find you? We'll tag you, but where can everybody find you on social media? Everywhere at autumnjohnson.tv. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and my website is autumnjohnsontv.com. But yeah. 
awesome. Thank you so much. If you guys like what you heard, and I know that you did, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at Fangirls Sports Network. We are brought to you by Bet Online, And with that, I'll talk to everybody next time. Bye, all. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.